0: les olsen company prodigy brewing cash valley bank Jerick's fine jewelry darrell's appliance advanced fireplace and stove s.e needham jewelers and golden spike electric it's kvnu aggie call with al lewis and eric Branson.
1: well the aggies drop it at wyoming 28 to 14 never led in this game again we're uh Always a little bit behind with the offense in this game, and eventually defense had to try to stop Wyoming. But again, credit to the Cowboys. Their running game was terrific again against Utah State. They ran rough shot over the Aggies and Logan last year with the rushing game. They did it against against our defense that has been better against the run the last little while, and they took care of our rushing attack as well. Their, their rushing attack took care of our defense tonight. So, again, our defense couldn't stop the two running backs. They both had over 100 yards for Wyoming like they did last year. And Andrew Peasley did beat the Aggies tonight. Uh, the former Aggie quarterback ends up winning it. I saw him talking to Cooper Legaw and to Logan Bonner and some of the guys after the game on the field here on television as they finished it off. And, and Wyoming gets to keep the Bridger-Hawken rifle and uh, they win this series for the second consecutive year. So 28-14 to 14 is the final score. So if you want to talk about it, you want to uh, express some opinions, uh, want to ask questions about the game, we got our football guy here tonight. Uh, Zach Van Leeuwen is going to join with us tonight. And Eric Franson is here with me as well. So I'll start with there. Uh, just quick thought, Zach, on the football game tonight. Uh, again... First time a freshman quarterback has really started since Kent Myers back in your day Mm -hmm. when when you were around for the Aggie football team, and a little different result. I think that was against Hawaii, as I remember before, or something like that.
2: Yeah, it's always hard. You know, a freshman quarterback coming into a game, I feel like this is a big game against Wyoming, too. Very physical team. Um, I felt Wyoming won the battle at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, they limited our rush attack. We had maybe one good drive where we ran the ball well in that second half. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> Wyoming dominated on, on the line of scrimmage. They showed on offense as well, running hard. But it's hard for a freshman quarterback to come in in an atmosphere like that. and against with a, a good Wyoming team. A, well,
1: let's face it, with a limited way you can attack offensively from where we have been the last of the while, for sure. Yeah. Eric, your thoughts on the football game tonight? 28-14, Cowboys over the Aggies.
3: Yeah, I just, I mean, you could tell. It was a freshman quarterback who didn't have a lot of time to get familiar with the offense, to get familiar with what needed to be done. Uh, he made some some. Decent plays today. I thought he made some great runs with his feet. But you could tell. There were times where uh, he just didn't see what was happening on the field, understand, be able to uh, make the right reads quick enough, um, and to to throw it away. Um, So I have to give a lot of credit to that Wyoming defensive front uh, and, frankly, to that uh, offensive front too. I mean, they controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball tonight uh, with – Really, with impunity. I think they had whatever they wanted
1: tonight. Zach Van Leeuwen, you were a receiver. Bishop Davenport, 17 of 26. Sounds good. 100 yards. I mean, there weren't a lot of big pass plays in there because they didn't, I don't know if they didn't think he'd have enough time. It looks like he's got a decent enough arm. The one long throw he threw again got picked off uh, the the one time. Any uh, so, but uh, and then we have the other long pass. Nana Davis maybe got interfered with. We actually I think did it to a Wyoming guy in the first half, so it might have been even on both sides. They didn't call either one of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, a pretty accurate passer. He hit a lot of those check downs, a lot of those shorter passes. I know there were a few I think missed shots down the field. Um, there were a couple drops that I feel like I, that could have been catches, but. Um, not a lot of opening up down the field it's hard to put that those expectations on a young freshman quarterback to really sling it around but i mean i think it shows that he can throw it but it's it's hard to sometimes just give that that confidence to really throw it down the field so
1: and what and, and then in turn Andrew Peasley who some of us have got a chance to know a little bit and yeah. again very nice young man coach anderson's very complimentary about him and everything like that and and he ends up again on the winning side this time as he made the move
2: yeah and i'm sure andrew i'm sure he had a chip on his shoulder coming into this game so i i think he he played well he he ran the ball really well I, I know he this game meant a lot to him i know he wanted to get the win tonight so and and they played well tonight so in, in fact, um, I, I, there were times that our defense did make a little bit of a
1: stand in this game. And now uh, we do have Travis Van Leeuwen join with us as well. We appreciate that. Both of these guys coming down tonight. Uh, and uh, tra- first off, Travis, do you want to give us a thought on the game that we haven't heard from anybody else? Or is your thought about the same as we were talking about?
4: No, um, I, I think it's just on par with what you guys are saying. Um, you know, I thought we were right there. In it to make plays when we needed to, to give ourselves a chance to win, and those opportunities just slipped away from us. And I think Wyoming did a really good job, obviously establishing the run as we thought they would. Um, but you know, they have a very talented offensive uh, offensive line as well as their running back. Oh, those two running backs. Oh, both the number seven, yeah, it's like lightning and thunder. I, there. I, the number yes.
1: seven guy is is explosive. He's quick. He really gets he got going to the edge fast. Quick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be a great having back, and then Swen, Two years now has He's lived on the. He's a runner. He's ninety-eight strong. yard run in Logan last year. He had one hundred and sixty, and he beat about one hundred and sixty
4: and three touchdowns yeah, tonight. They run their outside zone really well with him. They really did. Yeah.
3: You know, tonight was a night where the defense needed to be opportunistic um, just to help that deep that offense out with their freshman quarterback, and, and there were there were a few times where they got to to Peasley or or made some tackles behind the line of scrimmage, but. Gosh, man, he would really want that Gervin Hall opportunity if they could have had it, where the ball was right there, he just couldn't bring it in, and uh, would have been a really a game changing mm-hmm. interception for them. That, was, that yeah. was a
1: chance. That was a really yeah. good chance. Yeah. Wyoming, in the end, 529 yards against us didn't. Didn't have the feel of that to be a 28-14 game to get 500 yards, but they did control the ball pretty well. They had 330 on the ground at the end of the game. They really, those last two drives. I mean, our last chance really was we're only still down again by the 20 to 14 score and we took the ball and took it out to about midfield there right at the start of the fourth quarter we had to finally punt the ball from about midfield and then they took it over and then they ran the ball they tried one pass in there and I thought to myself why are they passing they just should <laughs> and then they just ran it down there and made it a two touchdown game and it was done really at that wow. point so all right if you want to talk about it you want to We of course will continue to do that, and we'd love to have you join with us. Our text line is three three nine zero three two one, so that's four three five. 339-0321. The phone number is 753 KBNU. It's post game game day as the Aggies again lose to Wyoming Thermo Fisher Scientific. They make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. And Les Olson Company, your office technology partner, a couple of our sponsors bringing you game day on KBNU and The Fan.
5: For over 20 years, AGES Home Health and Hospice has been providing health care to cash, box elder, and rich counties. Whatever or wherever your health care needs, Aegis' goal is to meet those needs. AGES Home Health and Hospice Hospice core values are character, experience and trust. Ages, A E G I S, striving to provide the healthcare services you need. Ages Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myages.com. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress telebed the gel mattress cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible or come in and choose a temperpedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed my mattress offering the best sleep possible by the south walmart
6: it's game time, and you're in the locker room, ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lessolson.com. Hey, Aggie fans. Looking for the best burger in town? Bring the family to Prodigy Brewing and try out our signature Prodigy Supreme Burger or a wood-fired pizza. Need a smaller plate for the kids? Our kids' menu has you covered. Whether you are out with the family or just wanna catch the Aggies game with friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan.
0: It's KVNU Aggie Game Day, brought to you by D.D. Auto and Salvage on News Talk KVNU and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
1: And that's Al Lewis, and uh, let's see, we've got Zach Van Leeuwen, Travis Van Leeuwen, Eric Franson here tonight, as Utah State again loses 28-14, big deal here is that it does give you two conference losses now, and you've got Boise State two games ahead in the division, and Wyoming only has one loss, and they have beaten you, so again, some of the tie breaks and things like that don't really work out very well. Unfortunately, this particular point now, you drop to three and five, so it's starting to teeter on the edge of you try to get bowl eligible, too, or trying to keep those kinds of things, so, and... We're losing players. MJ Tafisi never came back in, and the last couple of games, our linebackers have combined for about 13 tackles a game, and they made some plays there for a while in this game tonight. And we stayed on hand. Once MJ was out, we really, really
2: struggled uh, to stop the running game. You guys really didn't you feel? Yeah, I agree. I think I mean he's had a phenomenal year. I think he's one of the leading tacklers in the Mountain he's, West, and he's close yeah. to the top 20 in the nation now too. And so he's a guy that can really fill the hole, and you know. Make a lot of tackles, and I think against a, a difficult rush attack like Wyoming, if you don't have key guys like that, I know there were other players on the defense as well that were missing. So, yeah, Byron Bonds did not mm-hmm. play
1: uh, in the game, a, uh, Johnny Carter did not play at the cornerback spot enough uh, in this game, too. Yeah, a number of guys out through the course of the
3: game, um, besides those who you mentioned. You know, uh, there was a point where uh, Alfred got uh, yeah, towards the end of the game. Toward the end, yeah. he got hurt. nani Davis got <laughs> hurt. Trying to get the long pass. So there were there were a number of key contributors that uh, were out over the course of this game. So very fortunate that Utah State has a bye week this coming week to heal up and get ready for the stretch run to hopefully get up, pick up a couple more wins here, and get back into bowl eligibility. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, anything in the text line? Uh, yeah, got a couple texts Maybe we through. can react to that a little bit here with Travis uh, and Zach.
3: 9315, uh, talking about injuries. Why we get hit with the injury bug. Still not as bad as that team down south. Uh, and then 8387, played with heart, hamstrung by such awfully inconsistent offensive play calling. Let Bishop throw down the field. Hard to believe not a single holding call on Wyoming with 50 running plays. <laughs>
1: Uh, Actually, speaking of penalties... We only had one. State only had one. And that was on the punt. And people who watched on television might not even have noticed because they went to the break and didn't even mention that we got moved back 10 yards.
3: Yeah, Wyoming had five penalties for 25 yards. Pretty much a penalty-free game, by and large, for both teams.
1: It's when you start to lose a player, and new players come up, and you stay on the field to give up 500 yards. That makes it hard on a defense where you you do start to have some guys that can get a little bit hurt in those situations too.
4: It it definitely does. I mean, anytime you're missing a presence like that on on the field, it's tough, you know, because just you have that unity within the defense. Those guys have played alongside each other all season. So anytime you start losing guys, you plug in new guys, it affects that. Plus, you know, there's obviously – drop off there but I felt like you know Moa actually did a really good job stepping up Mm -hmm. and and making some big plays when he needed to on the defense but um you know it's tough Wyoming did a really good job like we've talked about controlling the game running the ball and then on offense when we did some good things but our drive stall out it makes it tough on the defense too where they can start to get a little bit worn out and you know credit to Wyoming for you know really blocking up front well and and having a good well called game so uh, um just, I want to get your guys' thoughts.
3: Just Bishop Davenport, full week of practice, designated guy, and coming in for his first start, what did you see out of the true freshman? And uh, I guess this kind of goes with one of the questions we just got is from the text line from 9315. Does the quarterback depth chart change now that a freshman has played some reps?
2: Um, I think it, it allows him to step up, but I know I think Cooper's probably the established guy as soon as he's back from injury because I think Cooper showed those two games that he was healthy and playing what he could do in BYU and uh, the Air Force game. So I imagine as soon as he's cleared from concussion protocol that he'll step right back into that starting role. Um, I'm. It's always hard to say, but... I'm sure Levi will then go back into number 2, but I mean Bishop's shown some great things. It's always hard as a true freshman to come in. Um college offenses are usually a lot more complex than high school ones, but he showed a lot of poise and I think he has a lot of potential for the future for the Aggies as well. So
1: Well, actually, let me Travis, let me ask you. Looks like I'm yeah. I'm oh. thinking maybe something might be happening here. I don't know if we've got any audio yet. uh, It sounds like they're trying to get something going here, but they're having a tough time uh, with our post-game audio. So, but we're still here, and uh, I'll try to watch this. I'm have to cut you off. Go ahead and keep. Well, questions. I guess my question
3: was, what's more difficult for a true freshman being thrown into a situation like this, trying to learn uh, offense at the Division One level, or understanding what a, a defense is going to be throwing at
4: him and that he'll be facing? I think it's simultaneous. You know, I think having experience at that position is huge, and and you could tell tonight, like we've seen, really good flashes from what he can do. But as you can tell, that is a really important position, maybe the most important position. And having experience there and knowing what's going on around you is huge. I mean, it's all about how much can he basically take in in game planning that week. You don't want to overload his plate, but you want to be able to have things that you can come to. And then knowing what the opposing team going to do as well, because I think Wyoming at times did a good job disguising looks, which made it tough on us on knowing where to go with the football when we did want to pass at times. So I think it's a combination of those two things, honestly. So, and I think experience at that position will be huge, um, and so I think, like I said, we saw really good flashes from him. Um, but I think moving forward, I think having that experience at that position could really help us.
1: Because I, 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 this buy comes now to where you would think that Lagaz got a chance to be back when you play against New Mexico the next time you play. In a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, and it's, I think the buys coming at a great time with that, that injury, but quote unquote injury bug that it was brought up. So, um, it'll be good for the Aggies to get healthy again and get rolling into New Mexico. So, uh,
3: Couple more texts coming through. Uh, if we have time before mm-hmm. this uh, press conference so, starts, they're
2: having time.
1: It, they continue to get connected and then they get disconnected. So I'm hoping it hasn't started yet. <laughs> okay, uh, f- this is from one seven six. I see. A, I see. A, I see something here. So maybe we're getting closer. But go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Okay, four two five defense is awful. We're too small. We get gashed by less talented but bigger well, fronts. Uh, also, Wyoming this year and last. CSU, BSU, BYU last year. Blake and Bonda need to fix it. Bonds, Grishik are great, but they're stand-up 3-4 uh, outside linebackers, not F- FBS defensive ends. Our nose tackles are too small. Why can't Utah State recruit hogs in the trenches?
1: But what's your th- feelings about how the style of defense goes? Because we are kind of a stand-up defensive end. Two guys are really down. Sometimes th- maybe one guy might be down, and sometimes nobody's down on some of the plays,
4: too, defensively yeah what do you I, see there i i mean i honestly like what we've done defensively um you know i think at times it's really worked out for us and i think the biggest thing is trying to get stout up front uh, like like it like people have said i think being stout up front can really help you so that you don't get moved as as often and then in, in games like this where i think teams have had success is getting to the outside edge with the running the football so finding ways to be able to set the edge whether that I'm not sure what that may be within our scheme, but finding ways to really set that edge so they can't get it to the perimeter because I feel like they did a really good job at getting it to the initial outside edge and then puncturing us, right? We either got to set that edge now or really get them to go wide so the defense can pursue but i feel like there's just running lanes that we need to really address and i'm not sure exactly where the fixing is but they'll have to watch the film and get a fix is but wyoming the first team that you lanes. think has done that to us
1: very well or has other teams done that to us no too?
4: i think other teams have i think at times we saw uconn do it obviously mm-hmm. bama you know, was able or... to but that's alabama um, i think at times bou is able to um, and so i think teams have found ways to run the ball when they need to against us to control the game. Um, So I think if we can find ways to be more stout in the run and get teams into third and long situations, I think that's going to really help our defense. Because
1: we're more, we gear our our defense to be an attack defense. Yeah. And in a game like this where you have a quarterback like Peasley that you're a little worried about, you cannot sometimes really, really go into the backfield in a real hurry, because it can hurt you, too.
4: Yeah, it can. I mean, he's very... And that's what
1: Lagaw can do for us, too. And and Davenport, under some circumstances, could do that, too.
4: Yeah, you know, you definitely have to account for a quarterback that that can run, whether if it's him running in the pass game when things break down around him, or a design quarterback run game. As you can see with us, you can see the difference the design quarterback run game has made in our offense the last few weeks, and kind of just really expanding our offense, so...
3: Uh, Another quick question come in, and you guys are very suited to answer this. 9315 asks, what is the best technique to catch a football? How come Justin can't be more physical? We have two receivers here (laughs) who never dropped a ball
2: in their lives. (laughs) Well, first off, you've got to use your diamonds. Um, I know some uh, some key teaching points. I'm sure he's referring to some down-the-field type of throws um it's important to make sure you're stacked on top of the db and maintain your line so that the ball can come over the outside shoulder and then if it is like a short pass and you have to go high point it um we're always taught to stick a foot and jump vertical that way you're going straight up the DBs either going to come straight through you and you're going to draw a pi or you're going to go get the ball um, if you jump with your momentum going down the field then again, it's more free game for the d b to make a play, but as opposed to being able to stick foot and go high point the ball, but definitely use your diamonds <laughs> when catching a football <laughs> okay what What do you mean by use your diamonds? Well, you' no
1: work can see yeah. me. You, you, you diamond together, your hand, yeah, together, your, you thumb, your thumb, your thumbs and your fingers together. And, index fingers. and, together, yeah, and of so. course, it's all the championship rings you wear, too. Along <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> you use the, that knuckle right below the knuckles of your yes. fingers and all that. They're trying to connect. We need to try to move towards the top of the hour here with more breaks. So it's 28 uh, 14, the final for Wyoming. And we're going to take a quick break, and then hopefully we'll get some of the stuff from Laramie. And then we've still got more of the Van Lewens with you. And three three nine zero three two one is the text line. five. 75- KBNU, the number on Aggie Call postgame. Don't get caught without power
6: after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435 257 3016. They also service other models.
5: Hi, this is Ashley from LSS Insurance. Are you getting three or more calls a day about Medicare? Telemarketers that offer an amazing Medicare benefit? That amazing offer may be available if you live in Florida or Arizona. At LSS Insurance, we offer the right plans for our area, and I guarantee you will get better benefits at a lower cost. It's time to enroll or change your Medicare plans. Call LSS Insurance at 752-9493 or go to lssins.com or come to our free third Thursday meeting.
6: This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This October is our 14th year anniversary. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary date. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring or anniversary ring shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have thousands of designs to choose from, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached and no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Bloom Eatery. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Bloom is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo
0: Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. KVNU game day continues with Aggie Call. More analysis about today's game and your chance to talk about it. Call 753 KVNU or 800 369 KVNU.
1: 28 14 was the final tonight, and Wyoming led the whole way. They jumped out. Let's quickly recap the game. Wyoming started the game with the ball. And uh, they finally punted to the Aggies at the 49. Aggies got one first down, and then they punted from the 33. Wyoming took over at the 11, and the Aggies held them to three and out. But then the Aggies come back and were held to three and out when they had the ball near midfield and then had that uh, punt uh, that was uh, the only penalty of the game. And then, as it turned out, uh, the broken play. How about Peasley, the play he made on that play, guys, when he kind of stumbled and he rolled out to the side and tossed it to his tight end. I mean, that was kind of a backbreaker and got him going. 46 yards that eventually led to the 30-yard run by Swain. But that's, the, that's what really got him going was a broken play where he was able to keep his footing on a, on a play that wasn't supposed to be that way.
4: Yeah, I know. I thought He made some great plays this game. He looked really good out there um, running the football, passing the football. Um, you know, I felt like he got into a good rhythm, you know, out there. Um, but that was a big play that kind of sprung him and got him going. Um, I agree with you there. That was
1: a 46-yard. They had many more big plays than the Aggies did tonight. And and that eventually ended up killing us. But also, it was just the down-to-down way that they could pound the ball. And in some ways, you kind of, like I said, I wondered why they continued to try to pass. Because I think they could have maybe done that. So they finally get that 30-yard touchdown run to get the 7 nothing lead. And then Utah State actually came back and got it back to near midfield and the Wyoming 49 before they had to punt the ball. So it's 7 nothing. You punt it back to Wyoming, and Wyoming did run off a pretty good series going into the second quarter, but finally they punt the ball from the Aggie 42, and the Aggies get the three and out. That was the first sack of the game against Utah State in that next series. They take over at the 33, and then they get uh, they go Swin 11 yards, James 14, Welch makes a catch, Swin goes 5, he goes 12, he scores from five yards out, and eight minutes left, first half, 14 nothing. And you're kind of thinking, okay, can we score enough to handle even 14 nothing? the way it's going offensively? And we made a drive there, again, out near midfield. We, uh, we continued to kind of get to about that midfield line. And then all of a sudden, we punt the ball to him, the guy drops it, and we got our chance. And that was a big, that was a big series because it's, a, what, a third down play when they passed to Calvin Tyler. That was a great play.
2: Yeah, I agree. It was was a big play. The drop punt, I feel like, helps kind of turn things and helps us get back into the game because they very easily could have ran away with it if they had gotten the ball back there and gone into half 14. Maybe who knows if they would have gotten more points had he not dropped that punt, but it helped keep us in the game going into halftime with a little bit more momentum although they did get that field call at the end with being aggressive. We let them, throw
4: another, I mean,
2: we, we just let them throw another big, long pass on us.
4: I know. Again. That was
2: a good
1: play design. It, though. I was, was watching
4: that when They had like a tight trips, and then they motioned away, and out of their tight formation, their slot ran like a corner post, and they hit him in the seam. Uh, so I'm not sure what the motion away got our back end to do, but they were able to hit him up the seam. Because
1: remember, we finally scored on the quarterback draw by uh, Davenport, so his second touchdown run in two games. And with uh, 3.48 left first half, 14-7. So, okay. Yeah. Then, at that point, they put on the TV screen. I wrote it down here. They were averaging 7.5 on their first down plays. We were averaging two yards a play. And they got none on the very first play in this series from the 25. And then Peasley scrambled for 13. And they get the ball for a first down, but then they can't go any further. Ike Larson knocked Almost down that pass. Him. He had a chance at the interception. Yeah. He knocked it down. So, they punted to us. And this is waning in the first half, and we couldn't go anywhere. We punted back to them and gave them the ball in that short amount of time. They got the 11-yard catch, a a 39-yard catch, an incompletion, and then kicked the 43-yard field goal, and they led 17-7 at the half over Utah State. And then as the second half started, Utah State got the ball to start the second half, and it was an interception. Uh, McGriff didn't even kind of fight for the ball downfield. I kind of wish a receiver would kind of play pass defense and go after that you know but it didn't happen uh and stuff okay we're now starting to get connected again here so let's see hello
2: Uh, yeah
1: that freaking works (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad he said that (laughs) so so again we're hoping to it it looks like now he's saying something here but he doesn't have anybody else on right now from Laramie, Wyoming. But, again, 28-14. And that was, again, the second half. And the Aggies got them off the field, and they missed the field goal. That's what it was, or else they would have scored. And then we got, again, that drive of 62 yards all on the ground. And went back to 17-14. And you're thinking, okay, might be in. back into it. And we let them drive down for a field goal. But you keep it within a touchdown yeah. game at that point. So we're still hanging They're in there. And even that, that series yeah. into the fourth quarter, like I'm talking about, we're within that 20-14 to 14 realm. And you, it, it, we just couldn't make the plays to def- offensively to get it over the top. Yeah, Let me ask you guys. Early in the game,
3: Aggies have it. Midfield, it's fourth and one. They opted to punt. Do you go for it at that point? Or because it's so early in the game, we just punt it away, and still give yourself some time?
4: Me personally, I'm, I'm, a, I'm really aggressive with and I like to call plays. I'd probably go for it, but you never know that point of the game with a young quarterback. Maybe you're counting on your defense playing well and keeping you in it. So I'm not sure of the motives behind it, but me personally, I like to go for those.
1: So we did go for the one fourth down. Tyler ran it for a first down
2: to
4: yeah. keep the drive going. Yeah, that, that was huge. Too. Yeah, that was a great conversion there.
2: Well, I share the same opinion. I'm going for it there. I was, I was yeah. saying that to the TV. i like, let's go, let's roll.
4: But <laughs> trusting my guys to get a yard on that situation. Yeah. So
3: yeah, it just seemed like an opportunity to to keep a drive alive, get yep. confidence in your guys, give them a Try chance. Trying to gain
4: control
1: early. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. We'll take another break. Twenty-eight uh, fourteen, the final, and uh, something's happened up at Laramie. But I think, hopefully, we'll be able to get the audio of it because everybody else has dropped out of the call. We'll have to find out what happened, and uh, we'll be right back with more of Aggie Call post game. Again, I'd love to hear from you. The text line three three nine zero three two one, or the phone line. We'd love to have you call in at seven five three KBNU. As the Aggies again drop, uh, unfortunately, with the loss to three and five. And drop two now in the conference. They're at two and two in conference play, and they're going to be two back at Boise State and behind Wyoming as well in the division. And it's 2814 Cowboys. We'll be right back. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best the Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at heating accom We're not
4: comfortable until you are
1: Advanced Heating and Air.
5: This is Teresa with Kim Drive Northern Utah. We are so excited to have won Best of Cash Valley again this year, and it's also our anniversary month, so we have lots to celebrate. We wanted to do a customer appreciation month. Mention this ad while booking your October appointment and get a free world-famous spot cleaner on us. Thank you again, Cash Valley. Chem
6: Drive of Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern
7: Utah. 435-752-6100. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a
5: personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger, casual or professional. Open Monday
1: through Thursday, 1130 to 8 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 9 p.m. Visit TheElementsRestaurant.com for reservations today.
6: Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cash Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products including are accepted. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young.
0: It's KVNU Aggie Game Day, brought to you by Elements Restaurant. On News Talk, KVNU, and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
1: All right, we're back here. And again, the Cowboys of Wyoming have now beaten the Aggies two consecutive years. Utah State last week we found out the win against Colorado State's the first time they haven't scored 20 to win a game since the 2015 game where we beat Southern Utah 12 to 9 with that punt return and just a horrible game in Logan and then you got to go back to 2013 when we beat Colorado State 13 to nothing in a game normal so we got to score about 20 to win and you kind of had a feeling tonight the way it was going that it might get hard to get to 20 for us and in the end 28-14 is the final Wyoming did not run away with it again, but uh, Andrew Peasley did beat the Aggies. Uh, Some of the early tweets we got today were that Levi Williams was throwing on the field before the game, kind of warming up. I don't know if they were trying to throw Wyoming off in any way or whatever. it would have kind of been interesting to see Levi Williams against Andrew
4: Peasley in yeah. this game. Some ways guys. Yeah, that would have definitely been an interesting matchup to see two transfers play against each other. Um, coming from the same school that they were both previously at. Let it me ask you, if
1: the, if the portal would have been there when you guys played, would you would that have been something you'd have to look at?
4: probably I don't know I don't think so probably not no but it definitely has changed the dynamic, the dynamic of college football nowadays definitely mm-hmm. so
2: yeah I don't think it would have been something I considered I I mean I think loyalty for me is a big thing I could have had the opportunity to be a grad transfer cuz I didn't play my senior year but I I told Wells that I was loyal to the Aggies and so I wouldn't play football anywhere else so i I didn't consider transferring at all, but it's wild how accessible that is for everyone now to just hop in that transfer portal and end up somewhere else so but i i i read an interesting stat once uh, i think it was like 51% of all players that do enter the transfer portal don't even end up at another school i think so i get think get most in the portal
1: yes, most guys want to look for another place to play but they haven't played enough where they're at to get looked at and all the, we you you hear about see. you hear about all the guys who play yeah. you don't hear about all the guys who don't, don't play you know that kind of stuff too things so uh and uh, and I was gonna did you did you in any way coach J.J. Sargent Travis or yeah, was yeah he we around both had we both, did. both have worked him. with him a yeah. little bit uh-huh. he's on the Wyoming football team and he's a red shirt freshman and he still hasn't
2: played any time yet or have, have you guys had any contact with him or anything have you I, to I, I have kept just because I trained with him in the off season whenever he comes in town I heard he earlier in the year was struggling with a back injury so I think that put him a little bit further back in the depth chart um haven't heard recently what the deal is, but very talented receiver. Yeah. I wish he, I, I wish he was he's in an Aggie uniform, talented. but um, he's
1: a, it, he was a really good uh, receiver at Logan High, and, and, and very, and, very good. And, and, and really, and he's got
4: size, yeah, a little bit. What's about six yeah. two? He's got yeah, six two, six three. He's mm-hmm. very fast, fluid. He's very natural at the position. Yeah. He's yeah. a talented receiver. He's really good, yeah. You uh, your
2: first year coaching at Logan High, he, he was, was a sophomore, and he league.
4: was. Yeah, on the field every game. We both were him like, and he's going to play college Isaac. football. <laughs> yeah, we both knew that him and Isaac were both going to play mm-hmm. college football. But they probably <laughs> would have liked to have gone talented. after each other in this one tonight. Or yeah, something. I know. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool to see them. But they'll have, uh, over the course of the next few years, definitely have opportunities to go against each other. It'll be fun to watch. Okay, we do have
1: uh, A.J. Von Pachong after the game. Let's listen to him, and then we will then uh, have uh, you guys uh, you know comment on maybe some of the things A.J. said. Again, the linebacker trying to do all he could tonight, losing, again, M.J. Safisi in the game as well.
5: AJ, your jersey's all staying. out. I mean, you guys really just kind of laid it all on the line tonight. Just what are your initial impressions of the, the loss?
7: Uh, yeah, I mean, it was tough. I think, you know, we could have did a little bit better defensively, just stopping the run and just being better on, you know, critical downs, third down Recording and whatnot. So, you know, it was a tough loss. You know, a lot of people went down and stuff, but, uh, you know, so you just got to get everyone caught up.
6: What's the message to you and your teammates of, you know, moving forward now knowing that you're, you're going to need some
7: help in the Mountain West? Yeah, I mean, you know, we can only control what we can control at the end of the day. So we were going to have to learn from this, build off of it, and, uh, you know, hope for the best.
5: It was looking like early in that first half, like maybe it would go similar to how last game went, but you all really, um, held them, held them out of the end zone for most of the second half. Just what was the mentality to try to keep it competitive?
7: Yeah, I mean defensively, we, we just wanted to go out there and play our best ball. Uh, we knew that they were going to try to run the ball, run the ball continuously. Similar, it's very similar to Air Force. You know, we just, we just, uh, we just going to get it done on critical downs. Uh,
5: and then just. How was it facing Peasley, and how do you think it was that weird going after him trying to hit him and stuff?
7: And uh, you know, it, it wasn't too weird initially. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's just another quarterback that we had to sure. go against. I mean, after, after the game, you know, we spoke and stuff, but, uh, you know, no, it wasn't nothing weird or nothing. It was just, just a regular game. Gotcha. I was on the field, so I couldn't
6: tell, but was it Sione who got a, a sack there at yeah. the end of the game? Yeah, uh, no. we'll, uh, we'll, what do you make of that, getting to see
7: him? Yeah, you? Yeah, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really proud of him just stepping up uh, when we needed him really bad, you know. Uh, MJ went down pretty early on, and then, uh, you know, he came in uh, knowing what to do, you know, making the calls correctly, and, uh, you know, he stepped up big. Max stepped
6: in a little bit as
7: well. What did you see from yeah. him? Yeah, likewise. You know, those two guys are, are guys who haven't got a, a ton of reps all year, and for them to just step in in a huge game like this, it's a, it's a big time. It's Jason asking questions, too
5: you guys
2: done? Yep. Jason, Trent, go ahead and ask questions
0: for AJ Von Pachong.
3: Hey, AJ, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, just curious what the, what the feeling is with the team after a loss like this. Obviously a tough loss, you guys had kind of just was for your team as a whole compared to the past couple weeks.
8: Uh, it was a much more physical defense than we played a week ago. It made it tougher to
3: move the ball. Yes, sir. Curious what the, what the feeling is with the team after a loss like this. Obviously a tough loss. You guys have kind of started to turn your season around. Recording I'm curious in how things are right now in the locker room.
7: Yeah, you know, it's tough uh, coming off of... of really tough loss like that against a really good conference opponent uh but you know some a lot of the older guys and all that we just need to keep our heads up uh and continue to work and you know only only control what we can control from here on out
1: so that's uh, a.j bomb uh defensive guy uh gotta be a, a leader of a team that well greshik was the other one who went out at the end of the game with an injury uh They do have a couple of weeks. Uh, We're going to really find out. I mean, I know AJ will come to play. You can certainly tell he's the kind of guy who's stepped onto this campus and has wanted to make plays for the Aggie football team and is doing that. But, again, in a situation of this game just that pounding and all that i was just adding it up wyoming ended up with 6.6 yards of rushing play 7.7 passing attempts so they're getting in all their offense plays about seven yards a game the uh, seven yards a play the aggies tonight in their plays which were not as many as wyoming so the defense had to play a lot three yards of rushing play and four yards of passing play so you're not even getting four yards so you're giving up a lot of
2: plays and yards so that defense really gets tired out there yeah and games like this where you have offenses like Wyoming's where it's just we're gonna we're gonna pound the ball Uh, for Utah State if they don't have sustained drives on offense your defense gets super tired really quick and then you saw later on in the game that Wyoming began to gash them more and more and more and that's also when the injuries started to happen more because it's you're worn out. You're tired. You're more prone to injuries.
4: So. Also limits Utah State's offensive possessions. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. And
1: and then, and then when the Aggies had the ball, we had fewer. We we had more to up. Op- we didn't convert third downs. Uh, yeah. Offense limited. Uh, did you see much? Different, let me ask you, did you guys see much different that they tried to do with Davenport this week than we saw even last week against Colorado State? Did we try to do more things offensively when he just stepped in with no
4: reps last week? Um, I I thought we did a lot of what we did last week. Um, you know, I think it was just there's times where we started to move the ball, and then we got into a situation where. We got in a third and long or we got sacked. I felt like at times they did a good job collapsing the pocket or winning on the outside edge with their rush. And again, when you get a second and 12 or even a, you know, a third and medium to long with a younger quarterback, it makes it tough. And I felt like they were a strong physical defense. So I think we did really good things and then would stall out. So, um, But I think they did a really good job at running with them. And the touchdown that they got at, um, to put us at seven was a really des- well-designed quarterback run play They brought an orbit motion with the running back and then did a quarterback counter with a a token run fake to the running back. So I thought it was a really good play design there. Um, So I felt like they did a good job using him with his strengths. And
1: eventually the quarterback draw worked a couple times, then it didn't. Uh, and again, it's one of those kind of things where you might have to beat one guy on a quarterback draw, and then there's some room, somebody trip him up, or somebody would get in the way uh, on those things. Uh, the 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 one thing I noticed in the game is the one-scoring drive, we really went to the ground game, and it worked and got in the end zone, and then the next time we went back, we tried to go back to it, and Wyoming seemed to have stiffened against what we were doing on the one-scoring drive. We did get to make it back to a 17, or at that time, seventeen fourteen 14 game. So.
2: Yeah, it seemed like the one drive that we did have, it seemed like our line was getting to all their blocks, even in the second level, because there was a lot more running lanes for Tyler. Credit to him, too. He made a lot of great cuts, too, in reading where those those holes were and making moves in the open field, but I felt like that was, that drive, the line was very solid and, and a you know, attacking their blocks and even making it up to the second level at times, too.
1: He got 83 yards, Tyler did, on 15 carries. So that's still a five-yard average. He mm-hmm. averages much better this year. Uh, but, again, the Aggies just didn't have enough yards and enough opportunities and touches with it.
3: A couple of uh, texts Kay. coming through. Just want to get your reactions, to guys. This is from... 6 uh, six seven four zero. When a safety makes a pick on an outside go route, it's almost always because the quarterback is not holding the safety in the middle of the field with his eyes. <laughs> USU is still play-actioning in non-believable down-in distances. Makes our quarterback late, drops their eyes, doesn't hold anyone, keeps our quarterbacks from reading with their eyes down the field. Okay, this is
4: football talk that these guys are going to have to talk about, not me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh... You definitely, in, in a third and long situation, to me, a play action, it, it can make it, I, I don't think it's really going to do anything to affect the defense to, to hold them or do what you want it to, but um, yeah, on that interception, the safety did make a good play on it, and I think he did kind of look to where he was going to throw from the get-go, I remember watching the replay on that one, and um, pretty early on he knew he was going to go to McGriff, and he put it out there with some air, which allowed the safety time to get under, you know, get over to the ball and go make a play on it, but um Yeah, I I think, you know, third and long situations, it can be tough to do play action because maybe it does occupy the quarterback from doing things. And I do remember we did a play action where they were able to win off the edge on on one of their rushes. And I don't know if our uh, pass protection is any different on play action or not. But um, yeah, but I definitely think those things can, you know, have effect on the game. Yeah. Uh, another
3: quick text 3714 if the Aggies get Laga and Levi Williams back and if it's possible to work through the defensive injuries to get playing like they were the last three games on defense then the Aggies will be 5-5 five and five going into the San Jose State and Boise State games they won't be expected to win either one of those games though
1: I don't know. I mean, and for, unfortunately, San Jose can't play. They had to cancel their game oh, schedule today. Story Kid there. on a one of their players on a scooter headed to to the school uh, gets hit by a bus uh, in San Jose. I've been around their campus, and I know it's kind of a residential type area around their campus too. And so you can see a lot of. That kind of stuff happening. But uh, a, a bus, obviously, it's just, it, it just tragic and everything. And they couldn't play New Mexico State today. So you don't know what their situation will be in the next little while. And yeah, stuff. that's fair. And they did lose their game last week to Fresno State. And all of a sudden, Fresno handled New Mexico pretty well. And maybe on the other side, Fresno's going to start to show a little muscle. Even though they're not a great offensively like they were with Hainer at quarterback. So
3: No, that's true. A uh, question about, you know, Bishop Davenport coming into the situation for this week. 9315 asks, is it better to run or pass the ball on offense with a freshman quarterback? And did the um, offensive line do well, or was that quarterback problems All the sack and uh, rushed
2: plays? I think it's important to get a mix of both. Because um, even reflecting back on same scenario when Kent Myers took over, they had a dummy down the offense enough or simplistic enough for him to make reads and make those connections because you want to instill that confidence in the quarterback um, and I feel like they moved the ball well tonight when they threw on first down a couple of those drives where he would throw a, a hitch or an out route because you want to show that you have confidence in him because if you're not allowing him to throw the ball then teams are going to stack the box and where we also like to rush the ball you're not going to be able to if you don't have that passing game either. So I think it's, it's a balance of both.
3: Uh, nine, or 5452 five, asking, I think the Aggies still had a path to the conference championship if they had one uh, tonight. With the loss, is that possibility gone for sure?
1: I think it's really much, pretty much gone for sure. I, I think between Boise State now and Wyoming, two teams ahead of you, it makes it really hard. I think with the Aggies yeah. losing tonight and with Boise winning mm-hmm. at Air Force. And Air Force made a rush. They, it was 1914, and Air Force had a chance to score there at the end of the game and didn't score.
3: Yeah, I just think it makes it tough to be there as a Mountain Division representative mm-hmm. at yeah, this point. Yeah, after dropping this yeah. one, it definitely makes
1: it tough. Yeah. We need to take a break. I'm running out short of, of this hour, and I'm going to make sure I get the commercials in. So we're going to take a break. It's twenty-eight fourteen. the final. More texts from you at 435-339-0321. We'll get the coach on as well, and it's game day on KBNU.
6: This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank
3: you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022.
6: White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most.
8: Clean it up and get it out before the
3: snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let D.D. Auto & Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. D.D. Auto & Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, D.D. Auto and & Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's
8: 787-1204 today. See store for details.
3: S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At Match Quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get Essie Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets
1: engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The state's Wood Stove Conversion Assistance Program is coming to Cash Valley October 17th. Replace your old, outdated wood fireplace and get a rebate of up to $4,000. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, the two-time Best of Northern Utah winner in the fireplace retrofit category, is an authorized vendor for this program. They suggest heat and glow fireplaces or quadrifire pellet and wood stoves. Act quickly. This one will close fast. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Information is online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com.
5: With inflation at record highs, why buy new if you can repair your current machine? Daryl's Appliances factory-trained technicians spend hundreds of hours in training each year to ensure your appliance is repaired right the first time. You can have peace of mind. They offer no-risk service, meaning if you want to purchase new instead of repair, you can apply up to $95 of your service call towards an appliance purchase. See store for details. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday.
0: KVNU Game Day returns with the voice of the Aggies Al Lewis, Eric Frenson, and Ryan Bone.
1: Appreciate you joining with us tonight. It's going to be Saturday moving to Sunday now. Aggies 28-14 to 14 losers at Wyoming. So again, here's how it stands now in the Mountain West Conference. Let's update you on the standings after you just mentioned Eric San Diego State won tonight against Nevada by the score of...
3: Just went final 23-7 to 7 for the Aztecs.
1: 23-7 to 7 for the Aztecs. So so here's here's where we're at right now as uh, it goes uh, in the uh, the standings. Uh, Boise State with the win against uh, Air Force is four and O, and Wyoming is three and one. The Aggies uh, are at two and two. Oh, Colorado State's actually ahead now two and one in the division, and then the Aggies are two and two. Air Force dropped to two and three with the loss to Boise State. New Mexico 0 and four. The other division, San Jose, still at the top at two and one. They were going to play a non-conference game today, and then you've got San Diego State at two and one as well, and Fresno State at two and one, and they have beaten San Jose. Uh, then you've got UNLV at two and two, and then you've got Hawaii at one and two, and Nevada's zero oh and four. So that's where the standings are right now uh, in the uh, Mountain West. If you were interested, and, and so that's the reason why. Um, we we of course get a tiebreak with Colorado State. If somehow Colorado State beat Boise, and then we they got to two losses, and Boise got to two, and we were then that could throw the whole thing into the into the mix again. How it was last year, remember? Because didn't everybody have like two conference losses with Boise State, Utah State, and Air Force? All of them had two, and kind of there was some kind of way the tiebreak went or something there.
3: Uh, it was funky last year. That's it, right. It I was. don't quite remember all the details. I remember how
1: it worked out. <laughs> Okay, let's go to the coach, and we'll hear what uh, Coach Blake Anderson had to say post game. And this is uh, brought to you in part by Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic Hearing Aid Center, now located again at twenty two forty five North Maine, at twenty uh, two forty five North four hundred East in North Logan. They're also in Providence as well.
8: Okay, we'll start with an opening comment from Coach, and then, then we'll take questions. that's fine. Um, proud of the fight, disappointed in the execution and the outcome. Uh, felt like that. We played these guys uh, much better than we did a year ago, defensively, keep the score down, and put ourselves in a position to uh, second half, have opportunities to, to drive down and go ahead, and just couldn't just couldn't make enough plays to get it done. Uh, we um, feel like we missed a lot of opportunities on the field, and, and, and that's something, as we watch, we'll be frustrated with did not protect the quarterback extremely well. We needed to keep him cleaner than we did and that's just something that we struggled to do most of the night. We did not make a ton of competitive catches. Uh, they did a good job in covers, but you know we we've got to fight through some of that, make it, make it a little bit easier on Bishop. And he missed some guys that were open. There's some there's some throws he's going to want to have back. Had a burst right there in the middle where we ran the ball well and got it in the end zone and made a game of it, but when you uh when you've got a 20 to 14 and you've got several opportunities to go down a score, you've got to find a way to uh, to finish the drive. And we just couldn't do that. And eventually, the defense gave out uh, of juice and out-of-bodies as well. Uh, we've got to heal up and find a way to put as many guys uh, on the field as we can moving forward. I just told the team, I-, I desperately want to get this team bowl eligible, and that's that's going to be a challenge. We've got to find a way to win the next three to get that done. And you know, who knows? Maybe you get some help, and you go into that last game, and it's it's worth something. But for right now, healing up and continuing the process is all we can do. And if it means we're playing with a bunch of freshmen to get it done, with where we're at, and so be it. They got to grow up quick. Hopefully, we'll get some guys back, and we can look a little bit more like ourselves uh, after a week of, of trying to get guys' bodies uh, look a little bit better. Um, again, just thought they fought hard, played physical. Uh, just didn't we just didn't play well. We did avoid the big mistake uh, in terms of the big penalty. Uh, other than the one deep throw that ended up as a pick, we didn't put the ball on the ground. We didn't Bishop didn't throw it to them every other series. So there's a lot of positives, just not enough to win. So, what questions do you have?
6: What What did you make of the freshmen specifically on defense with with the linebackers
8: having to step up? Uh, some really good play. Some you know freshmen play. We we got. We got reached. We got out of gap in some areas, and we struggled with some of the shifts and motions, which you would expect, and and didn't get aligned perfectly. But at times, played played really, really well. Uh, you know, shouldn't be in that situation. It's just where we're at. Uh, but uh, there, as we watch tape, I think he'll learn a lot from it, and he's gonna just like Bishop. I mean, they're both gonna be great players down the road. Just thrown into action a little earlier than we wanted to. What is the uh,
6: situation with
8: uh, AJ? AJ. Carter, uh a j Carter has a foot injury that is um, is potentially you know gonna cost some time not sure how much whether it's two three weeks potentially season it's going to be dependent on how it responds to treatment and we're as aggressive with it as we can
5: coach was the chance was there a chance that Levi played at all? I know that he dressed or were you guys
8: never going to not back? not if not unless it was absolute. You know, emergency, he, he's not 100% healthy. Uh, he got rolled up pretty good last week. He exceeded all of our expectations this week of even being available in an emergency situation, but it would have been extremely careless to put him out there. Uh, he, he, you know, moving with a limp, no strength, no power to, to really protect himself. We'd, been, we'd have been putting him in harm's way and just, just couldn't do it. Gotcha.
5: And then with the defense, you were talking about injuries and stuff, but just with how physical they are, and obviously that yeah. wore on you guys by the end. But how do you feel like in the second half, your team battled defensively?
8: I thought they battled all night. I mean, we, we struggled with uh, you know, throwing enough bodies at the problem. They're physical. And, and, and with our we're, not, we're just not as big. We're just not built as big right now. We're working on that recruiting and development. But it's, And we played them a lot better than we did a year ago. We did give out of bodies, and, and um, you can see it down the stretch. Young guys on the field that just hadn't played much. Some mistakes, some just physical play. Um, but I was really proud of how the guys battled. And I thought the plan was solid. We just got to execute a little bit better. We had a couple real opportunities to make a game of it. We just missed them. Uh, you know, the interception that we missed in the middle field could have been a pick six. Uh, to down the ball on the one as opposed to giving them the ball as a touchback. Uh, you know, Nana catches that ball downfield. You're in score. We missed several. We had a couple wide open guys that Bishop missed. You just, can't, you just can't do that on the road against a good football team. And, and these guys don't make a lot of mistakes. It
6: like the run blocking was an issue. Is that execution? Is that
7: bodies? Is it just a
8: little bit? All, all of the above. I mean, they're built well up front. We, you know, we, At times, we ran it really well. We had one drive. We popped it and did a great job. But to get consistency up front compared to what we've done, it, it was tough. And they made it tough. They made it tough to protect. They made it tough to run. But they're good up front. They make it hard on everybody up front. Yeah, concussion protocol. Uh, Byron, Vaughn, Coop, concussion protocol. We were down a lot of buys that we needed.
5: It sounds like you guys could use
8: the buy. Week. We yeah, we need it. it. It comes at a good time. We got to get we got to get fresh and healthy and try to make a run down a stretch. And like I said, I I, I really want to take these guys to a bowl game. I want to be able to celebrate the hard work they put in. I I'd like to get to that last game and see what happens. No telling what happens in this league. I mean, I, you just never know. Uh, but but we got to find a way to get fresh, healthy, and keep working and get better and find a way to put ourselves in each game from here point, you know, from this point out and see what happens.
2: Trent, Jason, questions?
3: Coach, you talked about just the mistakes that you guys made, the missed opportunities. I'm curious how much of a step back this game was for your team as a whole compared to the past couple of weeks.
8: Uh, it was a much more physical defense than we played a week ago. It made it tougher to move the ball. Uh, I felt like a week ago we made plays that we had to. Same thing against Air Force. We made plays when they were presented and, and capitalized on, on more opportunities. And tonight, we were just a little off. Uh, Ball placement a little bit off. Protection breakdown down a little bit early. Couldn't get rhythm in the run game. Couple big explosive throws where we should have had guys covered up and we did not communicate well on the shifts and motions that we were seeing. Um, I don't know whether a step back. I mean, we still we still did some really really positive things. I I don't want to say that we did. We lost a good competitive game against a good football team on the road. I don't, I don't want to call it more than it is.
3: Hey, Coach Anderson, Jason Turner. I I heard your response. I
6: hear your responses well. I couldn't hear some of the previous questions very well, so you might have addressed this a little bit. But I uh, just wanted to ask you about MJ. He's been playing to Fiji. He's been playing really really well for you lately.
3: So. Uh, how hard was it to see him go go down, especially considering uh, the strides that he's,
7: you know, the breakouts he's had the last couple of weeks?
8: Yeah, he's been he's been super solid for us for quite a while. Uh, yeah, it was tough to to throw a freshman, true freshman, out there to play. That's asking a lot of Max. MJ wanted to go back, but we just couldn't get strength in that arm. I mean, it was a neck and arm and nerve issue, and you just don't play with that. And as much as he wanted to play, he's going to have to show. Consistent strength without any issues before we can throw him back out there. That's the nature of playing defense and stingers and all the things that come with it. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a big loss. Uh, we um, we got to get healthy. This, this week comes at a really good time.
3: You talked about the, the desire to get this team to a bowl game. I'm curious in your experience, just your career, what is the value of a bowl game? Why does it mean so much for you to get this team to that point?
8: Well, the extra practices are huge as a coach, uh, just continuing the streak and, and, and you know showing recruits that we can and will go on a yearly basis. And and to me, taking the guys to a bowl game is a celebration of all the work they put, put in. Um, you know, to me, that's that's the next thing on the on the table is find a way to win three games to get there. we got four opportunities to do it. If you do that, then you put yourselves in a position to make this thing kind of crazy down the stretch. We need help, obviously. We need some guys to in the league to, to beat each other up a little bit, but uh, that's what happened a year ago. It, it, it got a little crazy down the stretch. And So we just got to keep focusing on what we can control. That's getting better and continuing to play and continuing to work.
1: And there is the coach from up at uh, Laramie today, a final score, 28-14. to 14. You guys both p- were able to be a part of bowl teams. Tra- uh, Travis, when you were there, it, we finally got to get back into playing bowl games, which we've done more regularly. Uh, How is it, as a player, what he's talking about, important for these guys to have a chance to do that this year?
4: It's an incredible feeling. I mean, you work so hard all year long together as teammates, and you guys are basically family. So to be able to, like Coach said, have that as a celebration um, with your teammates and coaches, you know, it really is a a great feeling and a rewarding feeling. And then also to see the fan base also experience that as well um, because of all the support they give you all season long. and um to see them be able to come out and watch you and support you and and them celebrate it as well it's a, it's a mutual feeling for the the players as well as the fan base so. guys
1: did anything stand out of what the coach said that surprised you or did
2: did anything really jump out with what what coach anderson said anything um i just think the point that they need to get healthy i mean he pointed out stuff uh both sides of the ball how they how they fought they definitely did fight harder than they did last year that we looked better this year uh against wyoming than we did the year before boy because they steamrolled us in the second yeah, half of last year was, and we and was, we were not good at all <laughs> but yeah we definitely they they fought hard it's just hard when you have injuries like that you're limited on numbers and you know the the young quarterback play it's hard you know we're to, the like, only execute. team in the country
1: going into today that had played four quarterbacks because of injuries in the entire country I feel like it only happens to the Aggies. And you know, (laughs) the thing I'm thinking of is last year, everything went right to have the season they had. And so far this year, it's like Everything that couldn't have gone right didn't go right to have the kind of year we've had up until now.
4: Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, a lot of adversity this year. That's really a fair way to put it. And they it, pulled out sure.
1: every close game last year. Every time they needed a big play or whatever. Mm-hmm. And
2: this year we we're just we can't do it. It's just not the same thing. It's part of sports. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been on. I've yeah. been on the it's the same end that they're experiencing this year. So yeah, the one the one year that you had, what you guys only won three games, I think one yeah, season. Yeah, three year, games, but we lost. Five of those uh, by like less than five mm-hmm. points or something mm-hmm. like that at the end. So, so
1: okay, Eric.
3: Now, anything else? <coughs> just that um, you know, I, I feel for Coach. Um, here's a guy who's still. I have to applaud kind of where he's at. Just still <laughs> so trying to fight for his team, right? Trying to mm-hmm. make something special of the season that's had a lot of disappointments. And um, I, I think this team is in a this is in a better space mentally and emotionally than they were maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago. Um, so it just had a lot of things stacked against them today with injuries before the game, injuries during the game. Uh, had some opportunities today, but as he detailed, like there were, there were opportunities to still make a difference tonight and it just didn't go their way. Yeah, but was, sometimes that just happens. That's no. just sports.
1: And, they, and, they, and this, there was a real bottom-out feeling of the Weber, after the Weaver State game. With this team, I think. I think that's fair to say. And at least there's been some fight in them to come back and show better since then. Unfortunately, since then, though, they got two wins and three losses during that period of time when they're trying to make up the
2: difference of trying to turn the season around, too. So... Yeah, there was a bottom out and I always tell people now, but like the Weaver State, obviously you expect to win that game, but they started out 6-0 first time in program. Did you see Rams what happened 6-0. to them today? Yeah. My gosh. 4-6. And the, oh, they weren't even right. close snaps. No. The the guy pu- snapping that, the punt, that was very was, concerning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was 15 on?
4: or 20 yards over the head yeah. of the, I the I punter. I do know, yeah. That's, that was wild to An say, all-time honestly. record. of no, no. the game. I've never seen anything like that.
1: And they only lost by 5 and they Gave up eight points yeah. out of safety
4: snaps or uh, and, snaps, and that was a good team they played in Montana mm-hmm. State. Mm-hmm. So like, was that was a, those were crucial plays, like you yeah. said, yeah. But I mean, and we—that's what I mean. Weber's not uh, not a
1: bad team at all. No, I'd like to have their secondary. Uh, to play up here, their their secondary is really they have a good. A really group. good team. Yeah. I, they yeah.
4: could win the national championship this year. Yep. They
1: really could. They they hopefully will still get in the playoffs or can write the ship from this one and it won't hang over. Yeah. If they'll move the ball well enough to not have to punt, they'll be in pretty good shape because they did have a punt <laughs> so return. Punt. They had a punt just return for a, for a touchdown. At that point. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody was saying after the third one, well, why doesn't Coach Hill just go for it? Yeah, that point, just go for it. Seriously, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might only get you know so. uh, a couple of texts <laughs> coming in, guys.
3: Okay. Let me get your reactions. This is one three two. Six saying frustrating clock management before the half. Also, Mm -hmm. how does a six six receiver in McGriff not have a single catch all game? Even Bishop Davenport caught a pass, even though it was his own. Yeah,
1: I don't know if they officially finally added that to the stats for Davenport to make a catch. Let's see. Yep, they did finally. Earlier they didn't count that, but he did throw the pass, got tipped, and he went back and caught it. So
3: Yeah, the clock management, though, before half... um,
1: Well, it's disappointing they gave up the big, long pass play. Yeah, they end up giving the ball
3: back to Wyoming Mm -hmm. with enough time on the clock that they can come down and they get points at the end. Uh, So, yeah, that was was frustrating. You can't find a way to, to milk that a little bit more, but...
1: Make it seventeen to seven instead of fourteen to seven and a half. And again, in that series, uh, remember that's where Davenport caught the tip pass was yeah. in that series. And then the, the next play, they're offside that gave us five more yards. But then we throw an incompletion on the third down and have to punt the ball. Then maybe letting the clock run more or whatever. And some of those, pa- some of that stuff, the penalties stop the clock and different things like that in there, rather than maybe they keep going too.
3: Yeah, McGriff was targeted multiple times, yeah. uh, but if it's not like on the money, he. He doesn't really
1: fight for it as hard as we'd all hope that he could. He needs to play pass defense on that long pass play that's intercepted. If because if he can't catch it, he needs to go get that receiver, even hit him and make an offensive interference rather than turning the ball over or something. Knock it down if you can't. Yeah, get Yeah, I'm him not himself. sure
4: if he saw the ball. Yeah. Or not, he didn't. It didn't look I mean, it like didn't real look well. Like but he but might have tracked or saw it uh-huh. till the to the very end. Mm-hmm. He's kind of um, circled the rim. But yeah, around around a always it. taught yeah. as a receiver if you can't get it to become the defender. But I'm not sure if he saw that or not because it was it was high up there mm-hmm. and a little bit over his shoulder. Older and yeah, I don't know. He kind of circled it.
1: back towards a, where the ball was, but the, the other guy caught
4: it kind of like a punt. Yeah, he did. Like he, he did. Yeah, he caught mm-hmm. it kind of in his bread basket as yep. he was running. So,
3: so. Uh, another text coming through is from two zero seven zero, number six and number nineteen prove the age old saying: if they could catch, they'd play a receiver. <laughs> Not accepting those two gifts killed us, especially the for sure pick six. And number six, that'd be Gervin Hall. And number 19, that'd well, be I, I know I
1: could like to play off, offense,
3: too. He'd like, he'd like to
1: get the ball all the time. So he doesn't – normally he when could. he gets a chance, he, he catches it and does something with it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does.
4: He's electric with the ball in his hands. Yeah. But, yeah, those are definitely oh, two big missed opportunities. ones I, I definitely feel like those guys can make if they had the opportunity. And yeah. for
1: sure, Hall's one would have been maybe a pick six. If yeah, could the, way have got the way he, he it, broke it. The way he broke on it. I don't know if
4: anyone would have caught him because he was in stride. Yeah. Six, five, six, or excuse
3: me, six, five, seven, six texting in. Ah, oh, we suck again. Just kidding. A uh, four-string quarterback putting up points uh, early in, on in the game, and I'm excited for the
1: future. Okay. And it, this is going to be an interesting quarterback deal in the future here at Utah State. We, you know, Peasley, act, when I talked to him a year ago, he didn't transfer or think about it with Bonner coming in with the coach. He knew his situation was kind of going to be that way. And he stuck it out. Then he, of course, got hurt towards the end of the year. And that's why Legault was even in there in the bowl game, or it would have been Peasley at that particular point. But then he leaves. But now you've got all these guys having to evaluate their situations. And with the options, they are who knows what's going on out there, too. Yeah.
3: So. Uh, last one 9315. Just want to thank the postgame show. I learn something new every time. And it's amazing to hear from former famous Aggie players. Thank, well, you. Well, thank we, you. We
1: appreciate it. We <laughs> enjoy
4: talking football with these guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and, Zach, you're still working with receivers. Some of yeah. these guys you do work with when they're in off-season or helping them out just a little bit too.
2: Yeah, it's a blast. I love being able to help them further their game as much as they can. Kyle kind of riles the troops for me, and then, you know, it's, mm-hmm. fun. it's fun working with How's receivers. How's Kyle doing after his injury?
1: He's, is that hard? Um. Yeah, it's tough, but uh, you know he's. We're talking he, Kyle Van Leeuwen, who's injured for the yeah, Aggie football. He's team coming right.
2: along. He actually traveled tonight. I think they want. They feel like he's valuable on the sideline when they, the receivers do come off to kind of, you know. It's well like we he that, I saw there. him
1: there, I saw Byron Vaughn's there, I saw Cooper Lagawa's was there, Logan Bonner's, Bonner's going, down, yeah. all yeah. these Bonner guys are there, there and right. they can't play, but yeah. they, hopefully <laughs> yeah. they can Threat assistant so, coaches. Yeah. yeah, trying to do that some. And and then you have your other brother Tim still working on Scout yeah. Squad, you said.
4: Yeah, he is, yeah. It's his red for, red shirt freshman year right now, and yeah, he's with the scout team right now. Okay. So. Well, Okay, anything else then?
1: Uh, no, that's it for the text. Thank you guys for coming in again. It was nice to see Travis and Zach Thanks again. Thanks for having us. It's Thank good you. to have you here tonight. Unfortunately, again, in a, not a, a fun situation. we w- we need to have you here after a rousing victory, you know? <laughs> that would be awesome. That would awesome. <laughs> Well, it's New Mexico next. Na- yeah, it w- the Air Force game was the fun. Game, that was fun. Yeah. That's true. So, okay, thanks a lot for them. we got one last section. We'll come back and take a look at the stats and finish it up. Eric, you got anything else either? No. Um, I know you do a lot of things after the game, so you, I'll let you get to that, all that, too. Yeah, no, okay. I think uh, I think that's it for me. Okay, <laughs> Eric will be back uh, Monday afternoon, uh, getting back on the, the the Sports Talk show after. Hey! The uh, Skyview Girl, or I'm sorry, Mount Crest Girls, won the state championship uh, today in soccer. Yes, they did. Uh, so that okay. that was great. Uh, oh, and
3: I, I did have one last thing. Okay, I w- meant to bring this up early in the show and I didn't. But congratulations, Al. I don't think we've done enough during this show. Fifty years of broadcasting mm-hmm. excellence on KVNU Man. for Al Lewis. Uh, I know we, that was that milestone was officially hit this summer, mm-hmm. but. Uh, nice uh, recognition earlier this week. Al was interviewed on one of our other programs and news story about it on Cache Valley Daily. So a lot of uh, former colleagues called in to do? talk to you. So we, we need to be talk- talking about that and celebrating that a lot
1: more around well, here. Uh, again, the only reason I'm here is because I wanted to do the Utah State games when I was a kid, and I found out I uh, my my parents' best friend was the announcer who was doing the games when Merlin Olson played. And he, I was, I'd was, go, he gets to talk on the radio about the games. That's what I'd kind of like to do. And so eventually that started my interest. And then I happened to live next door to the, eventually the announcer who was doing the Aggie games when Wayne Estes was playing and got killed. And so I had links to those two guys. Okay, that's what I wanted to do. Got a chance to do a little bit in high school when my parents moved me to Las Vegas. And when I was ready to come back to Logan, I called Reed Andreassen, who was the one who did the Wayne Estes years. And I said, hey, I'm coming back to school at Utah State. Can I work? He said, sure. And that's where it started. And eventually I did get a chance to do the Aggie games, but I found out I had to do a lot more things because there's not enough money in just doing the Aggie games, guys. There's not enough <laughs> money, in, in, unless you're big time, uh, you know, big school or big or national TV or whatever. But, you know, so I've learned to do everything at the radio station except make the place work. I have no idea how to do the technical part, like the engineers do. If this if this microphone didn't work, I wouldn't know how to fix it. So I can't do that part, but I've done everything else. Eventually.
3: Well, congratulations, Al. It's been so, uh, it's been awesome having you here on KVNU for so many years. I've I've had the pleasure of being here twenty. And you've been here fifty,
1: and it's been uh, it's been awesome. We've been in let's see one building, two buildings, three buildings, four buildings. Yeah, with the station and. Your dad, I've now worked for longer than I worked for the Bullens, who owned the station. No that I worked to, I think I've worked for him longer now than I did the Bullens. So. I, think, I haven't added it up, but it's probably true. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. It's got to be. So. All right. We'll come, I'll come back and do one more t- a shot of the stats to finish it up tonight. Thanks again, Zach and, and Travis and Eric. And thanks all of you. Because like I said today on a, p- a post... Uh, I couldn't have done this without sponsors. I couldn't have done it without, uh, again, owners. I couldn't have done it without people who, uh, you know, work with me and do these things. Because, you know, I just kind of describe the game and then have somebody else tell me what happened. You know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) All right. We'll be back with one last break on uh, Aggie Call Again. Wyoming is the winner tonight. 28-14 over the Ags.
6: Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier
3: one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us.
0: Alpine home medical, we bring home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com.
3: I think I can. I think I can. Do you feel like you're chugging up the inflation mountain? This is Zach with HSA Depot, and we can help. Did you know that you can save as much as 30% by using your pre tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies? Health savings accounts can be used for more than just doctor visits and prescriptions. HSA Depot helps you conquer your inflation mountain and your health care by providing eligible products. Come to HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty and see how much you can save. HSA Depot 5 Star Review.
6: Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted
0: in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank member FDIC. Aggie game day continues, sponsored by Golden Spike Electric on News Talk KVNU and Sports Talk Radio. The fan.
1: Okay, one last look at the statistics of tonight's game, twenty-eight fourteen, and it is always the stats post game, brought to you by Cash Valley Bank, who you just heard from, and we appreciate all the sponsors that do bring you game day. So we are off. Until the New Mexico game on November the 5th, which I believe is scheduled at 1.30 in the afternoon. So we'll do game day at noon before the game, and then we'll be on right after that game. And then we'll turn right around and Monday night, start basketball game day as the Aggies will play uh, in their opener against Utah Valley. So uh, Titus Swin is the big star tonight, 180 yards, three touchdowns on 27 carries. But that other guy, that DQ James, 10 carries for 120 yards in the game tonight for the Wyoming Cowboys. And so eventually they do end up with uh, 330 yards rushing with the two guys over 100. Same thing as last year. We gave up two runners uh, over 100 yards against the Aggies. Now, Peasley ends up 13 of 26 for 199 yards, and he ran for 29. uh, Weiland, their receiver who dropped the punt, did have six catches, 94 yards, and he caught that big one that set up their uh, field goal to end up the uh, first half uh, in the game. Dibbs, their linebacker, ended up with nine tackles. Bertinoli ended up with nine tackles. Harris had five. He had three sacks in the game. He's the guy who got the first one in the game and got them started that direction. So that's kind of the Wyoming side of things. For Utah State, Bishop Davenport was 17 of 26, 104 yards The one interception. And Calvin Tyler, 15 carries, 83 yards. Davenport had 18 carries for 19 yards. Of course, was sacked a few times tonight. I think five times, maybe six times in the games he got sacked. Briggs had six yards, and Vaughn had five in rushing. Cobbs caught five passes for 45 yards. Terrell Vaughn caught five for 21. Tyler caught two for 15. Sterlinger caught one for 13. Boy, was he open on that one pass play on the sidelines. It could have made a big difference, and it got overthrown. Uh, Nana had one catch for 10. Rowan caught the la- uh, latest in the game, a uh, late pass in the game for two yards. Briggs had a catch for minus two and Davenport got the one pass. Von Pachong 10 tackles and a sack in the game. Hunter Reynolds had eight. Uh, Nevis had eight tackles. Alfred had six in a, um, a role, of course coming off the bench. And then MOA, very um, noticeable. Uh, Sieni Moe ended up with a sack and four tackles in the game to lead the Aggies in that department. Wyoming had 28 first downs, of the Aggies 13. They were 7 of 14 on third downs. They made a lot of third down conversions. Aggies were 5 of 15, 1 of 2 on fourth downs in the game. And like Eric mentioned, one penalty, 10 yards, 5 for Wyoming for 25 yards. Uh, they lost a fumble, and we had an interception, so the turnovers were even. But time of possession, Wyoming had it 35 minutes, and the Aggies didn't even quite have it 25 minutes in this game. So those are the final stats. All right, so we will see you in uh, two weeks from now, or a little less than two weeks for that New Mexico game uh, that will be the next uh, broadcast. We appreciate you joining with us on, uh, you know, uh, KLGN, the uh, FM, Logan, the fan, and KBNU, Logan, the AM Sports Talk Station. And we'll be back with game day again on that day when they play New Mexico. So the final 28-14. Good night, everybody.